Which team that claims to play in Los Angeles currently has the best record? The answer may surprise you. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all the Major League Baseball. I am yours, Paul Francis Sullivan. Look at my lower third. You can call me Sully. Happy June, happy Juneteenth, everybody. And also, uh, for all the dads out there, I hope you had a nice Father's Day yesterday. I know I did. Uh, I'm an Emmy-nominated television producer and a dad. And I've been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade now. And it's my fifth season here with the Lockdown Podcast Network. And those of you watching the video can see I'm in a different place. I'm actually I'm actually at my mother's house in Northern California. Uh, I'm going to be up here for a little bit. I don't know if this is where I'm going to record it every single day. But you see a different background. Isn't it a nice living room? Hey, um, follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I am your pal Sully. There's my lower third right there. Uh, you can follow me at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Be sure to subscribe. And I also want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motor. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicles. So parts that fit head to ebay motors and look for the green check stay in the game with ebay guaranteed fit ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit is available only for u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply i think i covered everything here including explaining why i looks like i'm in a rustic chalet right now um yeah i'm up here for a little bit and i had a wonderful father's day with uh my family and uh watched a lot of baseball and I got to say, it was a it was a really fun weekend of baseball for your pal Sully because, again, I, I'm going to cover every team. I try to cover all the major league baseball, but I make no bones about it that I'm was I'm a native of New England and I was raised a Red Sox fan, but I also lived in here for a long time, and my dad's favorite team from, you know from his childhood right up until the end of his life were the giants and if you're a red Sox fan you can't do much better than a weekend where the red Sox swept the yankees and if you're a giants fan um a weekend where the giants swept the los angeles dodgers at dodger stadium that was pretty incredible too in in the dodger giant series was absolutely bananas uh, including that weird extra inning play on, I believe it was on on Saturday night, where there was a strange weird play. It was on Saturday or Sunday? I can't remember. There was a the, the third baseman of the Giants. No, it was on Friday night because the third baseman of the Giants dropped the ball in extra innings. The pitcher picked it up. He threw it into right field, but the base running blunder by the Dodgers almost turned into a game-ending double play. It was bizarre. But that was the extra inning game on Friday. Then the the Giants blew the doors off the dump with a fifteen to nothing blowout on Saturday, 
And today, while it wasn't as brutal, it was almost as decisive as a 7-3 victory with Webb getting the the win and Doval getting the save because the Dodgers tried to rally at the end. But my goodness, after that extra inning loss, of which you know the, the Giants were being no hit on Friday and until the sixth or seventh inning, and then they exploded, and then you know they won that game in extra innings, blowout on Saturday, and with the victory today, the Giants actually leapfrogged the Los Angeles Dodgers. We had Jeff Snyder on uh, earlier last week, and I was saying, well, you know, the Dodgers are going to be this, the Dodgers are going to be that. They're going to improve. The eventually, the Diamondbacks will come to the, you know, to the middle, and you know, blah blah blah. Well, the, not if this is any indication of how the Dodgers are going to be playing at home. And and as I hinted at in the teaser. Not only are they not in first place in the NL West, not only are they not in second place in the NL West, they're not even right now the best record for any team with the word Los Angeles in the title because the Angels have been on an absolute rampage. And even with the, the Angels blew a terrible game on Saturday where they had the lead against Kansas City, who's not good, but the Angels won the other games, including on Sunday. And with that and the the slump from the Yankees and the um, Astros, as of this recording, the Angels are a playoff team. The Angels are in one of the wildcard spots, which is not at all what I thought was going to be happening. I thought the Angels were going the completely wrong way. Otani is on a rampage. Can I? There's no amount of money that I think he will be able to not ask for when it comes to free agency time. Mike Trout's been hitting a ton of home runs. He hit another home run today in the uh, the victory against uh, the the Kansas City Royals, and the you know the Angels have been getting very good pitching. They got great pitching from Sandoval the other day. And it's just like it. And every day there's another player having a big moment, having another like another two home run game. And with the fact that the the Astros have had a had a a bizarrely bad week where they got swept by the Cincinnati Reds, uh, including a, a couple of extra inning affairs. And today, you know, Mike Trout went two for three with a home run, and uh, someone else had a big game. Or Jared Walsh got another home run. And Shohei Otani did home run, he hit a home run, but he's been, he's leading the league in home run and pitching quite well, thank you very much. It was a 5-2 win for the Angels today, and the um, Astros were swept by the Reds. Suddenly the Angels are are pushing ahead of the Houston Astros at this point. And look at, do I think that's going to be the case for the rest of the year? Actually, I don't know at this point because I didn't think the, you know, the Rangers would be, I thought by now the Rangers would be regressing, but they've been winning a lot too. In fact, they beat, they had a, they won a weird slugfest against Toronto today. And with this weird, you know, with all these, these clashes going on right now, you know, as it stands, 
the you know the Yankees and the Astros are are hanging on you know by their fingernails to the last wild card spot, and the Angels have passed the Astros. So good for the Angels, and good for Phil Nevin, who I've been brutal to on this podcast. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it, but. The Angels have found themselves climbing back into a playoff spot. And with Toronto, again, another team whose manager I was calling for their head, the Blue Jays seem to be turning it around. Suddenly, the Angels have made the the American League wildcard very interesting. Just like the Dodgers and their horrific weekend they had against San Francisco, the Giants have leapfrogged the Dodgers. And guess what? The Phillies and, yes, the Reds, who have won eight games in a row and now have a winning record, are knocking on the door. Forget winning the West. The Dodgers right now are the third wild card team. That's bizarre. And that's weird. And, well, we're going to, in the second segment, we're going to talk a little bit about that other team that got swept that are hanging on by their fingernails. But the Dodgers have a glaring weakness. And as does that other team. And sometimes these parts aren't just fitting correctly. Sometimes the parts don't seem to work. And you got to do something. And the Dodgers, and yes, the Yankees, should do something sooner rather than later to try to make sure that engine works. Kind of like when you go to eBay Motors. Now look at For a championship team, and I know the Dodgers and Yankees want to be that, it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit. When it comes to your vehicle, every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit. Or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay Motors, And with 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items apply and exclusions apply. By the way, I want to address uh, a trivia question that I had asked and then I had recorded another episode before I had a shot to address any of the people who had gotten it right. Um, more than one person got it right. I'm going to, the question was of all the teams that Jim Tomey played with the Cleveland Indians, the Philadelphia Phillies, Chicago White Sox, Minnesota Twins, Los Angeles Dodgers, and Baltimore Orioles, which the only franchise he did not play in the postseason with a bunch of you got it right. And I'm going to read Tim Moore, Tim Moore is a Tim, M-O-O-R-0466-9472. That's his Twitter handle. He said the Phillies. That's correct. The Phillies are the only team that Jim Tomey did not play in the postseason with. And he responded, the Phillies. Jim Tomey missed the playoff with my beloved Broad Street Bombers. If my memory serves me, it does. Stop hating on them, Sully. And thankfully, Tim put a laughing emoji because I, I, I don't hate the Phillies. I actually like the Phillies. I'm, mean, you know, I was happy they went to the World Series last year, and I went to a Phillies game. So that, so good job. And a couple of you mentioned that with the Phillies, and so we got a trivia question at the end of today. Um, the Yankees, wow. Um, I, I, 
was pretty confident the Red Sox were going to play the Yankees relatively well because they don't have judge. I would not have imagined a sweep. The Red Sox blew the doors off them, and I need a new expression, but they absolutely steamrolled them on Friday. The game was rained out on Saturday, and today it was a, a doubleheader sweep. And the two games that the Red Sox won today were remarkably similar. The Yankees scored in the doubleheader two runs in the first game in the first inning and one run in the first inning in the second game and didn't score any of the other innings. Innings two through nine in the opener, innings two through nine in the nightcap, no runs scored, none, zip. And it wasn't like the Red Sox were throwing Roger Clemens, Bruce Hurst, Kurt Schilling, and Pedro Martinez. I mean, they, they, you know, Pavetto came out of the bullpen in game one and pitched very well. Bello pitched very well uh, with Jansen getting the save in the nightcap. I mean, they pitched well, but you're looking at a team you've I've never seen, since I mentioned this before, since the San Francisco Giants during the Barry Bonds years, removing of one player, turning a team from a legitimate pennant contender to a mess. And this Yankee team, on Friday, they were an absolute mess in the blowout on Friday. They, they, the pitching was terrible. The defense was a disgrace. They had to use a, a, a I think Connor Falefa was pitching by the end. It was just an embarrassment. But these games they played today were weird because the Yankees just couldn't get anything going. I mean, if the Yankees were hitting like, I don't know, a Major League Baseball team, they could have a rally here, a rally there. Then both of the games would have been quite different. But they're because they don't have Judge in that lineup. They're asking a lot, of, and and Rizzo is you know he's got some good at bats, but he's not able to carry the team. The rest of the team is just they're just easy outs. They're just absolutely easy outs. And to you know. You could say, oh, we don't have judge all you want. If you're a championship caliber team, you've got to be able to survive losing one player, even if it's the most valuable player in baseball. You gotta be able to do that from time to time. Because if you don't, then how is this team constructed? Just judge and that's it. And you know, look at I'm not big on the whole. I'm going to propose a trade here or there. But the thing about what's happening with the Yankees and with the Los Angeles Dodgers is they both have an absolutely glaring hole right now. And they need to do something. They need to throw a little, just some gauze on the wound. Because what's wrong with both of the teams is so obvious and you want to be able to at least stop the bleeding a little bit as both of the teams are hanging on for dear life to the last playoff spot. Now, yes, I know this, there's time, but in a couple of days, we will be in late June. We'll be approaching the midway point of the season. We're very close to the midway point of the season where by definition, you can no longer say it's early. And when we're seeing 
with the pennant races potentially being a game here or a game there could be the difference between playing golf or playing playoff baseball. You don't want to be on the outside looking in, you know, kind of like the Brewers did last year, missing the playoffs by one game while the team ahead of them, Philadelphia, went on to the World Series. If you're the Yankees, it's obvious what you need. You need another bat. You need a professional hitter in the middle of that lineup. You're obviously not talking about acquiring a Mike Judge or making a trade for, like, you know, Juan Soto or Shohei Otani. Just another decent hitter in that lineup. And the problem with Los Angeles, with the Dodgers, not the Los Angeles Angels, nothing seems to be wrong with that team now. Their bullpen, the Dodgers' bullpen, there's no other word for it. It's grotesque. This month, the Dodgers' bullpen has an ERA over seven. The Dodgers' bullpen this month is throwing batting practice. And yes, they've been bringing up players from the farm and everything like that, but when you have a somewhat decimated rotation, you can't have a bullpen whose ERA has an area code on it. So both of those teams need to do something right now. And I'm not even talking about the big, huge blockbuster trade. I'm talking about they need to just acquire a new player to shove in there. Because, and, and I, I'll give you like, look, Colorado's not going anywhere this year. Colorado's not going to win. Colorado's a couple of players who might be, you know, they, they won't cost your top prospects. And I'm talking Randall Gritchick and Brad Hand. But Sally, why would the Rockies make a deal within the division? Let's make it this. I'm just speaking hypothetically here. Okay. Let's say you take a Randall Gritchick, who's having an okay season with Colorado. Granted, you got to take all offensive stats with a grain of salt in Colorado because of the, you know, because you're in Denver. But still, Gritchick is having a pretty good year. And Brad Hand, the relief pitcher, is having a fine season, especially when you consider these pitches in cores for half of his games. Okay. If you're the Dodgers and you throw the little something, you get Brad Hand. If you're the Yankees, throw a little something to the Rockies, you get Randall Gritchick. Both of them are veterans. Both of them are probably going to be free agents at the end. Of the, I, haven't, I haven't done all my homework on this. I'm just throwing some spaghetti at the wall. They're all over 30. They've had great years in the past. And maybe taking them out of a team that's going absolutely nowhere in Denver and putting them in a pennant race, both in Chavez Ravine and in the Bronx might be what the doctor ordered to just get a couple of okay weeks from them. Or maybe just acquiring a player like that might be what the Yankees or the Dodgers need to say, Oh, we got a reinforcement. Sometimes there's a chain reaction. Okay. We got another decent hitter in the lineup now. It takes a little pressure off of this person, take a little pressure off of that person. Oh, we've got another decent reliever in the bullpen. Is he the second coming of Raleigh Fingers? No, but it's it's a professional. And right now their ERA is seven. Right now the Yankees lineup is basically a minor league baseball team. Throw in a professional hitter, it gets a tiny bit better. Throw in a professional 
uh, reliever to the Dodgers bullpen, it gets just a little bit better and maybe just a little bit better has a chain reaction to the other players. I, I, I can't make this clearer. Yes, it's still the first part of the season, but when the problem is that obvious, they need another bat, the, the Yankees. The Dodgers need another arm in their bullpen. You got to do something because right now doing nothing is suicide. If you're going to continue to lose stupid games, you're going to continue to lose games you have no business losing because the bullpen is terrible in Los Angeles or because the lineup is anemic in the Bronx. And these are two teams whose fan bases would really not be content with, hey, we're the third wild card team. And the postseason could be over in two days. Yankee fans don't want that. Dodger fans don't want that. And maybe a game or two in June to stop the bleeding. Right now, both of those teams look like they're riding a bicycle without a chain. And I'm saying this as someone who is a native New England Red Sox fan whose favorite national team is the Giants. And I'm saying, the trying to figure out ways to make the Yankees and Dodgers better. A little bit here and a little bit there could be the difference. A game or two here might be the difference at the end of the year. So why be in a system where you're blowing games to teams that should not be blowing you out? This Red Sox team is not on paper better than the Yankees. This Giants team is okay, but the Dodgers are supposed to be a champion. They have injuries. Everybody has injuries. But the champions learn how to adjust. All right, let's take a look at who owned baseball for the 18th day of June. Uh, I mentioned Brian Bello, who pitched very well in the double her nightcap for the Red Sox through seven strong innings, only allowed one run to that Yankee lineup. And seeing the Red Sox had to go to the bullpen relatively early in the opener, Bellows seven innings made sure they didn't have to go to him in the nightcap. Uh, Freddie Peralta struck out nine Pirates in six innings, and the Brewers had a wild come-from-behind victory, 5-2 to two win. They rallied big in the eighth inning. The Pirates are on the verge of winning that game. If the Pirates had won, throwing in the fact that the Reds completed their sweep of the Astros, the Brewers would have fallen from first place to third. But they came from behind, and the solid pitching from Freddie Peralta helped set that up. Hey, Eddie Rosario. Talk about when the when the Braves acquired Eddie Rosario in 2021. They didn't think they were getting a star. A star. They thought, well, oh, they're getting an okay player. And he was obviously a superstar in that year's postseason. And today... He hit two home runs and added another hit. He drove in six runs as the Braves won 14 to six over the Rockies. And over there in Texas, uh, the Blue Jays have been rampaging, but the Rangers said, hey, hey, not so fast. Big slugfest. Texas took it 11 to seven, and Corey Seager got four hits, including an RBI double. Uh, half wobs went to Alex Bregman, who got on base four times, scored twice, but the Astros lost to the Reds 9-7 to in extra innings. 
in one of the wildest games, Lance Lynn struck out 16 Mariners in seven innings and got the loss because the White Sox could not score, and the final was 5-1. to one. Uh, Lance Lynn didn't give up all five. The bullpen of the White Sox gave up the bunch of them at the end. Uh, Ryan McMahon hit a pair of home runs in the Rockies' 14-6 loss. It was tough to find a National League pitcher to get a half a wob. I picked uh, Hayden Wesneski. Nesky Wesneski. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Sorry, I never said his name out loud until just now. Had two solid innings of relief for the Cubs and their loss to the Orioles. Oh, the Orioles are really good. All right, so there you go. It was a full weekend of baseball. Um, startling to see those two sweeps from the one from the Red Sox and one from the Giants. And another startling sweep was by the. Uh, Reds over the Astros and uh, a shout out to the fact that Pete Alonso is back in the lineup for the Mets, which is wonderful news. Hopefully he'll start to hit, but Nolan Arenado was the big slugger for the Cardinals today. He got a couple home runs, including the go ahead home run as the Cardinals who came into the uh, Mets series, absolutely staggering actually wound up winning that series. I don't know what to make of the Mets. No idea what to make of the Mets. No clue, no clue, no clue. But, hey, um, I'm up here in the Bay Area, so I'm going to probably go to a few Giants games and a few A's games. Apparently, the A's had another big crowd today. Good for you, Oakland fans. Watch my uh, shorts. I talked about how the fact that I believe the A's fans are some of the most devoted in baseball, and you could say that because of the attendance. Their attendance should be zero. Uh, instead, they get 9,000 to show up, which is unbelievable. Now, this is not the first time the A's have been very bad and on the verge of moving. When they are in Philadelphia, they nearly moved to a bunch of places. They want to move to Kansas City. When they're in Kansas City, they were rumored to move everywhere, but they wound up moving to Oakland. Now, after the 19... So here's our trivia question. After the 1979 season, the A's worked out a deal with a new owner and the new owner was going to move the team, the Oakland A's, to a new city. And it was stopped when the city of Oakland realized they were about to lose the Raiders. And they realized they couldn't lose both the Raiders and the A's at the same time. Which city were the A's on the verge of moving to before the 1980 season, before new ownership ended that potential move. So send me that answer to Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram, or here on the YouTube channel if you're putting in the comments. All right, folks. Recording this live from my mother's living room. It's a nice place, isn't it? This has been Locked On MLB for the 18th day of June, 2023. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. <laughs> 